did we get so damn busy? Hmm? Even when we're not doing something, we're thinking about what we should be doing, or we're consuming content, or sometimes even both. Today, I want to open up a conversation that I end up having with pretty much all of the women that I work with about doing less, sometimes even (gasps) nothing, (laughs) and taking time off, and why it can feel so damn stretchy at first. Because let me ask you something. When was the last time you took time to do nothing, like sweet FA, or in the words of Mickey Flanagan, old school nothing? (laughs) When was the last time you took a break from your business? I mean, a proper break for many consecutive days without feeling guilty, or just popping back in to check your emails because I'd feel better if there aren't loads waiting for me when I get back and blah blah blah. If you're finding it hard to take things slow, if you're finding it hard to take proper time off from your business, if you're finding it hard to have some spaciousness to just think or just be or just relax and just do nothing, then we need to talk my love and this episode is for you. You're listening to the Limitless Mother podcast. I'm your host, Cory Javid, money mindset expert, success coach, mother, tea drinker, energy obsessed, manifester, afternoon bath lover, and thought leader in financial empowerment for mums. I know that we get to be successful because we are mothers, not in spite of it. And so around here, we do things differently. I've torn up the business rulebook and created a new paradigm for us one in which we create results using energy instead of effort. I'm on a mission to help you ditch the old way of creating success. You know the one where you work hard, hustle, and sacrifice, ew, (laughs) and instead teach you how to increase your impact and income without increasing your hours and how to manifest your dreams. So if you're a mother who's ready to learn how to elevate your energy to start making bank and start living your limitless life, this is your podcast, my love, and I'm your new biz bestie. Join me as we explore what's possible for us as mothers and business owners when we remove the limits. Hello, hello, limitless mothers. Yes, it's me, your business best friend, self-proclaimed Corrie Javid from CorrieJavid.com. How are you doing, my lovely? I'm really excited for today's episode because this is a topic, and by this topic I mean feeling good about doing nothing and or taking proper proper, I'm looking at you with those kind of like squinted eyes that let you know that I mean business, (laughs) proper time off. It's something I talk about with basically all of my clients. So all of the ladies in my Elevated Abundance Mastermind and my VIP clients, which I have to to boot, um, it is a topic that just comes up again and again and is something that we struggle with, particularly as women, I think. And it's time that it ends. It's time that we embraced feeling good about taking time off. It's time to live our lives more, live more large and in charge, as Jen Sincero would say. (laughs) And part of life should be some slowness sometimes, some doing nothing sometimes, some periods, sometimes extended periods of not working, of relaxing, of doing things just for funsies. This should be part of our lives. Now, yes, I will acknowledge that there are occasionally short seasons where that's more difficult, and we'll get into that. But for the large part, 
is more often than not the case that we are telling us that we are programmed to believe that it's not possible and that we are telling ourselves that it's not possible. And it is possible, my love. And I'm here to help you create this particular aspect of balance, which is not just taking time off, but feeling good about it too. (laughs) Not being played with the guilt. So I'm so excited for today's episode. And before we dive in, what's going on over here? Well, I may or may have not mentioned (laughs) that I'm turning 40 this month. (laughs) Um, And that is actually um, really speeding towards me. So today, as I'm recording this, is my last day working. And then I am taking six days off. Speaking of time off, that's why it's top of mind. Um, Six days off with the family. We have hired a cottage And as you're listening to this, you'll be the other side of the break that we took. Um, So while I've already been and come back, but we're hiring, uh, we've hired an Airbnb cottage in the Cotswolds. Um, Beautiful, beautiful part of the UK. Very much looking forward to it. It's on a river. There's a gorgeous little wooden bridge over the river to a pub. The outside of the cottage, legit looks like the cottage from the film The Holiday. I could not be more excited. That's what's going on over here. And also in other exciting news, and everything is converging at once because I have reactivated my magic fully and I totally manifested this. So I reminded myself of my magic the other day, as you know, because I talked about it. And ever since then, I've had so many manifestations. I might save some of them up as a kind of catalogue, if you will, and bring them to you in one mammoth diary entry of my manifestation diaries. Um, But I'll share this one with you because it's really, really cool. Um, And just actually, side note, side tangent, side quest. Um, I'm going to be talking a little bit more in December about manifestation specifically, uh, because it's part of having your uh, magic activated, right, is knowing how to instinctively and intentionally use your powers of manifestation. Yes, you have them. Yes, you. um, And use them to create more of those magical manifestations for yourself. So I will be talking about that more as we get into the forthcoming podcast episodes. But let me just share this one story with you. So as you may or may not be aware, we are buying a van, a brand new van, which is very, very exciting. However, there's been really lengthy delays. I won't go into all of the boring details. Why? Um, shortages, supply chain, blah, whatever. Anyway, we've been expecting this van since about August. <laughs> and here we are in November. And we'd had an update saying that it was going to be under a transport order soon. I don't know what that means exactly. Because um, it was coming from the factory in Poland. And we were still, you know, everything was like really lengthy delays between things and then I reminded myself of my magic and I was like oh and as I went to bed on well one night last week doesn't matter to you which day I just thought to myself oh yes I am magic which means that I get to manifest that the van is just here now I'm done with waiting for it I feel really ready to receive the van and just in that fleeting moment I instinctively visualized in my mind's eye uh, receiving a whatsapp message from my husband with a screenshot, this is very specific, with a screenshot of the message that he'd received from our sales rep um, telling us uh, that the de- that the date is here and that it's arriving. I shit you not, the next day, that very same thing happened. <laughs> so the very next day, took myself on a delightful solo walk along the beach in the morning. It was glorious. It was sunny and blustery in one of those delightful kind of autumnal beach walk type of days. And I pulled my phone out of my pocket to message my mom about another manifestation that had literally just happened. <laughs> 
And there on my phone was this message in WhatsApp, exactly like I said, from my husband. And the long and short of it is, my love, that we are picking up the van tomorrow. We were going to pick it up today. It was a whole thing. Anyway, picking up tomorrow because actually it's not that far from where we're staying. So yay. So yay. We've manifested the van. It's coming. It's arriving. It's ours. It exists. It's a thing. It's a beast. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited to see it. Um, And we're going to be converting it into a camper van. So that is what's been going on over here. That's my little manifestation story. I love how fast that happened. And doesn't that just go to show you how magical we can be and how things can just happen very swiftly when we are in alignment with them and we get out of the way and we don't have any resistance to them. And actually, that segues very nicely into, well, this is what Limitless Money looks like to me this week. So if you're new around here, Limitless Money is my 100% audio, completely transformational. Yes, I can make that claim. Life-changing. Yes, I can make that claim. Money mindset course designed to help you to heal your relationship with money once and for all and learn how to up-level your money mindset so you can receive, create, have more money on repeat. You get to keep up-leveling. There's no limits as the (laughs) course title would suggest. And so because I've done this work, this work being healing my relationship with money and understanding how to use my energy to create more money. I like to just share my kind of day-to-day experiences of what limitless money looks like to me. And so the purchase of this van is what limitless money looks like to me or us this week, I should say, because it is a, a joint purchase between my husband and I. We are contributing equally to it, and we had to pay a very, very chunky sum of money (laughs) this week, as you can imagine, with a brand new van, and I just had that money sitting there. Um, And that is not an experience that used to be my reality at all. I never had any money sitting anywhere (laughs) prior to understanding really the energy of money and how it works and having done that whole thing that I just told you about healing my relationship with money and understanding how to manifest more of it. So that's what it looks like is being able to purchase a brand new and quite frankly massive van. Um, And it feels very exciting because we've never been the sort of people who've actually cared about brand new cars. um, For context, my husband is extremely handy, can turn his hand to anything and can fix anything that goes awry on a car. And so we've never sort of been afraid of buying an older car or you know not a brand new car um however with the van it was important to us for it to be new partly because well actually the prices of vans because the popularity of van life has just gone they've just skyrocketed and actually secondhand vans aren't always even that much cheaper it doesn't really make it worth it while or that cost effective not to get a, a brand new one but also when we were thinking about you know, being on extended travels with the van. We don't want to be breaking down on the side of the road, for example, in an older van in, I don't know, Italy or somewhere. And then having to wait for parts. And, you know, my husband can fix it, but does he want to be endlessly fixing um, a van that, you know, you never know when, like, it's an older van that just things can go wrong. So anyway, anyway, that was a really long ramble about why we got a brand new van, but that's why we got a brand new van. We feel very good about it. And money made that happen. And specifically, as as it pertains to my half of that money, my mindset and my energy made that happen. So that's what limitless money looks like to me this week. And that van represents to me freedom. And so by extension, that's what money represents to me. That van is a way of us maximizing our weekends and, you know, school holidays and just being more adventurous, spending more quality time as a family out in nature, out enjoying the world, exploring together, 
It just, it's so exciting. And I'm very much looking forward to picking it up tomorrow. And that's what Limitless Money looks like to me this week. But what would that look like to you? What would the freedom to say yes to things look like to you? because you feel sure of the finances um, that might back that up. If you want some help healing your relationship with money and learning how to up-level your mindset so that you can receive more as well, understanding how money works so that you can manifest it with more ease, then you definitely need my course, my love. It is made for you as a mother and business owner by me, a mother and business owner. Head over to coryjavid.com forward slash limitless to find out more and sign up and you can get cracking on that today and it's so easy it's the course you will complete i can say that with the utmost confidence because people complete this course they binge on it because it's all audio no workbooks to wade through no group to show up in no videos to make time for literally pop in your airpods and go my love and you can be shifting and transforming welcoming in more money. Sound good? CoryJavid.com forward slash limitless. Okay, so let's get into how to feel good about doing nothing or just taking extended periods of time off. Let me ask you something, my love. When was the last time that you did nothing, like actual nothing, like maybe lazed about without being ill or without like to justify it or without feeling guilty? Um, when was the last time you had some proper time off from your business? And also, when was the last time you had some time off that you weren't mothering and you weren't businessing? So you had both hats flung to one side and you were just being you and like not more than just like an hour here or a little snatch of time there. When was the last time you had that? And that's what I really want to talk about today. Like I said, this is a conversation that I have in an ongoing way with my clients, helping them feel better and better about taking more time off, getting back that genuine feeling of balance, which is a feeling by the way, and it's not a neat proportion of hours. And that's why I'm talking about not just how to take time off or how to do nothing, but how to feel good about it. I think that's the key here because it's so easy to say you're going to take some time off and then be plagued with guilt. And really, what's the point then? <laughs> so here's the other thing though. Proper time off and doing nothing are incredibly important to you. I think intellectually, you probably already know that, right? You probably already know that it's good for your health. It's good for your mental well-being. It's good for your spiritual well-being, all of the things. But it's actually, contrary to popular belief, it's good for your business. And we're going to get into that. I'm going to tell you more about that today. Um, but I know that taking time off and and feeling good about it can feel so hard. So that's why I'm really excited to dive into this. We're going to be looking at the rewards, the specific business rewards as well that you can reap. Um, we're going to be talking about why it feels hard. Because I think when we understand why something feels hard, it's so much easier to make a change and make a shift. And then we're going to be talking about how to make it happen. So this is going to be a good one. Buckle up. Let's do it. Um, so here's how clients come. I'm going to share well, I'm going to share how clients come to me feeling. Um, that didn't sound like grammatically correct, but let's go with it. <laughs> the way clients feel when they come to work with me sometimes. There we go. That was better. Um, and we're also going to talk, I'm going to just tell you briefly as well about how I used to feel about taking time off because I've definitely done this work and made this shift just because I think it can be inspiring to hear. And I'm very inspiring. I didn't mean like, oh my God, it's so inspirational. <laughs> but I mean, like when you hear somebody else sharing their story, you can be like, oh, well, they're doing it. Well, hang on a minute. Why can't I? So that's really the point here. So 
clients often come to me when they first start working with me. One of the aspects, like, yes, they want to make more money. Yes, they might want to grow and scale their business and make a wider impact and have the, you know, increased income that comes with it. But they all come because they want to have more of a sense of balance, have more freedom, more spaciousness. They want to feel like they're really living their lives. Yes, they want to be enjoying time in their business, but they also want to be enjoying time out of their business and not feel like it's a trade-off. So often when they come to work with me, they're feeling like it's really hard to disconnect from their business. So when they're not working in their business, whether that is downtime or whether that's just family time, doing other things, chores, etc., life, adulting, I hate, I hate adulting, <laughs> I'm really resistant to it. Anyway, um, they find it really hard to disconnect mentally and they're feeling like constantly that, you know, one mental eye is on, you know what I mean, is on the to-do list, the inbox that's waiting, all of the things. And then from there, they get the knock-on impact of because they're not feeling present. Then they get the mama guilt because, oh my God, I'm supposed to be spending this time with my kids. I'm actually thinking about my business. I don't know, I'm such a terrible mother. Um, and obviously, I'm like kind of like poking a bit of fun, but at, at ourselves, we all do this, right? Um, and they then from there, of course, feel overwhelmed because guess what? If you're not able to feel present, if you're not able to down tools in a way that feels good, it's really easy to feel overwhelmed. Um, and often they come to me feeling like um, there just never seems to be enough time for business and life, let alone taking proper downtime. So they are a bit kind of incredulous that it's even possible. Then like, I don't know, it's easy for you to say that, but, and then there's some kind of explanation or justification there of why that feels hard. Um, often they come to me with very leaky boundaries. So the work is getting spread all over the place, getting stuffed into nooks and crannies, things like answering client emails at 10 p.m. and not feeling good about it or, you know, carving out time for themselves and then having that railroaded by someone else and not feeling able to say no to them, all kinds of that um, shit going on, to be quite frank, um, because it's hard for us. Um, and by the way, none of this is said with any judgment. These are all things that I've also done. This is all just in case this is resonating with you. Often clients come to me um, having not experienced proper weekends for a really good while. So for whatever reason, circumstance-wise, um, they're feeling like they can only really work um, in various different random times in the week and often feel obliged to work on the weekends. Um and other clients come to me having not taken proper time off since starting their business. So they're like, well, I had a day there or we did go away, but I took the laptop with me and I did log in every day or, you know, however that might look in each individual case, but just not having those extended periods of time fully off, fully downing tools, fully just letting go energetically for a while of the business and being present in something else. And then other clients tell me that when they do take some time off, they end up actually, instead of enjoying the slower pace or some rest or relaxation or some time just for themselves, they end up doing something, something productive, um, or just going back and just actually filling the time with work. And then of, often clients tell me that they find it even hard to relax. So I'm sharing that with you because I think it's really good to first of all kind of not that we want to normalize this in a positive reinforcement way but more in a, a way of that this is a shared experience it's a common experience for many of us who are mothers and business owners we have a lot of demands placed on our time and so consequently 
these are some of the ways that we can be left feeling, particularly because we're operating under this belief system that we've inherited that we have to do all of things, we have to work hard, etc. And we're going to get into that more. But um, all of that just to say, if, if any of that resonated with you, you're definitely not alone. I've been there um, and I've had numerous clients be there. But the good news is, and this is why we're here today, that there doesn't have to continue being your truth. So if that's how you've been feeling or that's been your experience so far, don't make yourself wrong. If you've been around here any length of time, you know we don't make ourselves wrong. There's nothing to be gained by it. <laughs> but just notice it and notice if it is something that you want to change, then change you may, my love. So I'll just tell you very quickly, though, more of like an anecdotal story of how I used to feel. So prior to having my business when I worked in corporate, I had almost no time for myself. So yes, we took holidays, but on those holidays, I ended up just doing that mental countdown, endlessly dreading the return to work. So I never got to fully be in the moment and enjoy it. I didn't work while I was away, but I just always had that kind of like, oh no, there's only two le days left. Oh no, there's one day left. Oh no. And then I'd always have some sort of existential crisis when we got back, like, what am I doing with my life? Um, but I never, after having my daughter and returning to work, I was always doing one or the other. I was in work mode or mum mode. And I never took time just for me other than like doing something productive in it, like getting my hair done or not that that's productive, but you know what I mean? Like doing, getting something done or doing some exercise. I never just relaxed and just had some time just for me, just to relax other than maybe like a little snippet in the evening, but I was generally monging out in front of Netflix. Um, and what I found is, and I've talked about this on the show before, that I used to get sick all the time, like never really very ill or not often, but I would just get, you know, everything going around. And it was because I wasn't allowing myself that time to just be me, just do what I want to do, just unwind and not have my corporate hat on or my mumming hat on. And so my body found a way to make that happen. So that was my experience um, prior to having my business. Then when I started my business, as you might know is true about me. I had a very strict non-negotiable from the outset. Initially, I set out for myself that I would only work a maximum of 25 hours a week um, and often less. And I always have stuck to that very, um, and I'd say diligently, it doesn't even feel that hard because it just is a commitment and a decision I made to myself. Um, now it's actually maximum 20. During the pandemic, I could only do 16. So it's been various different points there. But this is kind of just goes to show that balance isn't only about hours. Because there definitely was, I would say, for the first year in my business, I wasn't necessarily fully experiencing the balance. So I was enjoying a little bit of the freedom that comes from being, you know, your own boss, doing things like having baths in the middle of the afternoon, <laughs> as you know, I want to do. Um, but I, even when I, so when I wasn't working, I was thinking about my business all the damn time and it felt mentally exhausting. And it partly though, I wasn't worrying about it. I was very excited about it. And this is how this can be sneaky sometimes. You feel like, yeah, but I just love my business. I'm just obsessed with my business. It's so fun. <laughs> and that was true. And I felt like, I know I've got so much to learn, but I would be like in the bath when I should be, should um, be relaxing or the intention was to relax. And I'd be listening to some sort of business related podcast that was giving me 17 things that I needed needed to add into my marketing strategy. And suddenly I was getting out of the bath, you know, writing a to-do list and wishing it was work time so I could get cracking on with that. It's just kind of ridiculous. So anyway, 
I'm not like that anymore. (laughs) So now I get to enjoy proper downtime. Now I get to disconnect effectively. Now I get to spend time doing nothing and feeling good about it. And that's what I want for you too, because it makes for a more well-balanced life. But I just shared that experience with you just to say, I know it. I've been there too. I get it. And also we can change this. So let's break this down. Um, I want to be clear just before we get really stuck in, in terms of what I mean about doing nothing. It doesn't mean you have to just stare at a wall in a quiet room. I mean, hey, if you want to, you knock yourself out. But what I mean is, so there's two things we're talking about today, but I'm tackling them both at the same time because the the mindset that underpins them and how they come about are the same. But they're kind of two sort of slightly different things in so much that there's taking some time and just creating space in which there is no obligation to do or achieve. Um, That's what I mean by doing nothing. But then we're also talking about taking extended time off from your business. So like taking the two weeks off at Christmas or six weeks off at summer or whatever that might be. So they're two different things, but the mindset underneath them is largely similar. So that's why we're kind of bringing them in together today. But let's just talk about doing nothing though. I mean, and let's be very clear on this. And this is what I would urge you to consider introducing into your day or week or even month, depending on where you're starting out. We'll get into the how in a minute. But having some time with no pressure on that time, no pressure to be doing something, no pressure to be producing something or achieving anything. It could be thinking space. This is really important for our businesses, right? Having some space to just think big picture, having some space for ideas to come in, not efforting our way to them and being like, right, it's ideas time. Come on, I need 10 ideas, go. Um, But just having some space to let your mind wander, to let thoughts drift, to let inspiration come in and not come in and be okay with that. So thinking space is one aspect of that or one flavor of that, if you will, of the doing nothing. But also doing nothing is just having some time to be a bit lazy, just following your instinct. I mean, like, "Mm, I fancy just laying here right now, or I fancy just going for a walk, but not in a kind of like, I'm going to walk for some vigorous exercise. I'm going to walk with my eye on the time. I'm just going to go for a bimble (laughs) or maybe doing some sort of art or craft, but with no necessary end product in mind or not because I, well, I need to get this garland done because I've got to hang it up for Christmas, but more of like, it just feels good to put some paint on this camera canvas and I don't care how it looks afterwards. So, or just doing anything for the particular reason that it brings you the utmost joy and there's nothing productive about it. So whatever that might be for you, but it just brings you joy. Doing things just for shits and giggles, which is one of my like favorite phrases, <laughs> just by the way. Um, and doing nothing, I also include in that just having some time for you where you don't have to file your tax return or clear out that cupboard or select your kids' meals online or some other such, you know, life crap that we have to do. But just having some time where you're not mumming, you're not life adminning, and you're not working on your business, just some time and just seeing like, what do I, what do I want to do with this time? doing nothing kind of time. Now, it can feel like doing nothing. You might do something in it. But we are so used to being really productive or expecting ourselves to be productive and stuffing our time with tickable items, you know, and actions and also stuffing our minds with content that we can be always doing something even when we're like trying 
to relax. So um, yeah, that's what I mean by doing nothing. Um, just so that we're really clear, it can be any of those things that I described above. And so if they're all feeling foreign and alien to you, then you're in the right place. Or if you're like, yes, I want more of that, then you're definitely in the right place. So let's talk about the benefits of that though. If you're like, well, damn it, if I just start doing that, am I not going to turn into a lazy couch potato who never makes another penny in her life? No, my love, <laughs> release that fear. Um, there are so many benefits from having some space in your life. Now, I said, like, it doesn't have to be every day. It doesn't even have to be every week. I would say maybe if you could get in a little dose of this once a month, and we'll, again, we'll get into the hows in a minute, then it's going to benefit you. But the thing is, is you're not going to really fully understand the benefits until you start doing it. <laughs> it's one of those things. So I will tell you some of the benefits and you can trust me on it and you can, you know, speak to my clients. They are realizing the same and enjoying the same benefits. But ultimately, until you do it and you're like, oh, I get it now. She knew what she was talking about. <laughs> then, um, you know, it's got, it won't feel as real to you. So I would definitely encourage you to try, even if there's part of you that's saying you can't or it's difficult or whatever. We'll address those things. Um, but here are some of the benefits of having some spaciousness in your life that it gives you time to do nothing. It gives you space which opens up creativity and clarity. Do not underestimate clarity in your business, my love. One of my clients, um, so a couple of my clients, I give them a hard time for not having any hobbies outside of their business. <laughs> And one of them finally got a hobby. Yay! We did kind of praise hands on our mastermind call last night. Um, and she was like, wow, the kind of clarity and the soul shifts that I'm already experiencing just from having this hobby. And the hobby's got nothing to do with her business. But when we step away from our business, when we have space away from our business that our mind can just breathe and think and be, and it isn't stuffed with content or admin or doing some other shit, just some space, it works wonders because in that space, we can see the woods for the trees finally. We can get some absolute epiphany aha moments. Things can become so much clearer and that clarity makes it so much easier to move forward in your business. So having that space absolutely benefits your business, especially when you are creating space and you're, you know, then welcoming in ideas, inspiration, creativity, and that clarity. Without that clarity, just as an example, I think you know the benefits of like creativity and inspiration, right? But just that clarity, it can make the difference between struggling and quantum leaping your business forward. Because without that clarity that you have, and like, she, so she came onto our call celebrating her clarity and also a massive energetic shift. And she just feel, said like, I feel in such a different place. Everything seems so clear to me. I know where I'm going. I know what I'm supposed to be doing. And it all feels easeful. And I feel in flow. Don't underestimate that because if you don't give yourself some time to space, give yourself uh, your brain some time to breathe, what happens is, is we're constantly hopping from thing to thing and thinking, oh no, maybe I need this, maybe I need that, maybe I need this. We know the shiny object syndrome, um, but we're making poorer decisions because we're not rising above out of our business and seeing the lay of the land. And we can only get that clarity 
when we create some space. And we only get our best ideas when we create some space as well. So you might have heard me say it before, but my coaches always say, no one ever had their best ideas sitting behind their computer. <laughs> I agree with her, right? So creating that is absolutely of the utmost benefit to your business especially if you want to exercise any kind of thought leadership in your business. How can you be a thought leader if you don't have thinking space, right? Um, but even if that's not an aspiration of yours or something that you're focused on right now, even just knowing what to do next in your business, sitting down and trying to effort your way to it, yeah, you might get there. But having spaciousness without, without and here's the thing, it's not having that space and being like, right, in this time, I'm going to find the answer too. It's having that space just built in frequently or at least semi-frequently, which lets your brain settle. Your brain can do all this without being forced. And energetically, you can welcome this in without efforting. But often we don't create the space for that to happen. And that's why my business feels so much more easeful because I have this spaciousness built in. So it d does so much for our business when we have that clarity that's, that comes with spaciousness and the creativity that comes with spaciousness. Um, but in addition to that, of course, having downtime, doing nothing allows you to replenish your energy and recuperate, right? This isn't a surprise. You know this to be true. But I think we can know it and then not practice it. We can know it and then feel like the answer to, you know, anything is doing more and working harder. But actually, when you understand energetics, and so if you aren't fully understanding them, go back to my episode. Um, if you search in, in Google or on my website, corriejavid.com, for the um, scale of energy. In it, I explain the Limitless Mother scale of energy. It's a free masterclass on the podcast. You can listen to so that you understand energetics, how they're contributing to your life and the experience that you're creating and the results that you're creating and welcoming in in your business and what you can do to move through those different levels of energy. But ultimately, if we're not allowing ourselves some downtime to properly replenish and recuperate, and that comes from that real downtime, that real doing nothing, the doing things for shits and giggles or just that spaciousness, not downtime that we're consuming content, not downtime where we're actually doing other things or thinking about other things, like proper downtime. When we replenish our energy, um, we bring our best energy back to our business. And when you understand energy and how energy works, you know that you're then working on the root. So what I mean by that is that if you want to change circumstances in your life or business, maybe you want bigger or better results or make a bigger impact, whatever that looks like to you, the answer is not to start by actioning more. The answer is not to hustle or work harder or change the action that you're taking even necessarily. If you want to work on the root and actually make the easiest and the most sweeping and transformational changes, when you work on the root, and the root is the thoughts that you're thinking and the feelings that those are creating within you, those two things combined, thoughts and feelings, create your energetic quality. When you are working on your energy and bringing your best energy to life and business, you channel that energy into the actions that you are taking and that combined dictates your outcomes. And so business becomes a hell of a lot easier when you've had time to recuperate, when you're not running on low or empty, when you're not in a state of overwhelm, when you're not feeling constantly drained. And 
unfortunate thing is, is we can get stuck in this overwhelm loop where we feel like the only answer is to work harder, but then we work harder, we get burnt out, then we kind of give up energetically, then we get frustrated with the lack of results, and then we just continue round and round. Um, and actually, what we need to do is break that cycle, break that pattern, and take and sometimes we have to force ourselves this is the reality right at first until this becomes comfortable but we have to force ourselves to take downtime to properly replenish and recuperate our energy so that we can go into our next day or next business activity with renewed energy with renewed vim and vigor as i like to say to use an old-fashioned phrase I cannot tell you the difference it will make to how much action you need to take in your business um, and the outcomes of those actions when you properly tend to your energy. Once you start experiencing it, then you're like, oh, this is addictive now. And the thing is, is it can feel stretchy because we've been so programmed to believe that hard work, hustle and sacrifice are the things that are going to get us the results. And so taking time off can feel stretchy. Taking downtime can feel stretchy. But trust me and my clients, we're living, breathing proof over here that actually when you do less and you are properly recovered and you're working with a full tank or a full cup, then you can create really magical results with so much more ease. So definitely benefits your business. And additionally, when we have more spaciousness, um, all of these things combine. So we get to do the bigger picture thinking more easily. We have space for creativity and inspiration to come in. We have the clarity. Our energy is on point. The culmination of all of this is not only that business feels easier, but you have more money in the bank. And this is the truth that we need to be told at a younger age. I wish I hadn't stumbled across this as late in life as I did, but this is why I'm so evangelical about talking about this, because we've been sold a lie. We've been told that we have to work hard to make money, and it is not true, my love. And so if making more money is one of the things that you've got, uh, you know, your sights on, particularly as you're thinking ahead to 2022, then one of the surprising ways that you can make that happen is to start having more downtime, start doing more of nothing and feeling good about it. Trust me on this one. Okay, so let's talk about why it feels hard though, because, you know, um, I'm probably, oh, actually, just before we d d dive into why it feels hard, let's not overlook the other just benefit, which is that, you know, when you ha are doing things outside of your business that light you up, and yes, that includes some family time, but also just some time for you, you're living a well-rounded life, and you came here to do that, right? Life is here to be lived, my love, so let's, let's not overlook the fact that life's just better when we have some slowness in it. Life just feels better when we allow ourselves some downtime. Life's just better when we allow ourselves some time to have a hobby or a pursuit and or do th some things just for shits and giggles, like I keep saying, and not because it's going to tick a box or produce something at the end of it. So yeah, don't, <laughs> let's not forget that off the list. Okay, so let's talk though about, you know, you can intellectually know Maybe that um, taking some time off is going to be good for you. Doing more of doing nothing, double negative, you know what I mean, is going to be good for you and your business. You might be like, okay, I get that intellectually and still it feels hard. Or maybe you're like, I've been wanting more time off. Just give me the goods already. <laughs> Let's talk about why it feels hard though. We can, here's the thing, for the first hurdle to overcome 
is getting over the story that it feels hard because you don't have the time. Now, that might feel provoking and triggering to say. You may well have a schedule that is jam-packed. You may well have many, many demands on your time. And what I'm about to say only doesn't apply to one group of people. The only group of people that this doesn't apply to is somebody who is caring for a very, very new infant. Um, Yes, that is a season of time where it's unlikely that we're going to have a ton of time for ourselves, depending on your support network. And that tiny, tiny infant does need your almost undivided care and attention, right? And equally, if you have a family member or somebody that you care for that has very extreme needs or is very severely ill. So if you're in any of those camps, um, I mean, I would argue that if you're in the latter, getting some time for yourself is going to help you to continue showing up and supporting that person in your life without you burning out. But equally, I get that your time demands um, do feel much more real. Okay, so I've said my piece, but for everybody else, the idea that there just isn't time, this is going to be annoying. It's coming at you though, because I'm your business bestie, right? So said with love, that's a story. Ooh, I said it. (laughs) Now it can feel like, before you just (laughs) tune out, it can feel like the truest of truths. And I get that. That felt like the truest of truths to me. And that's why I know that that could be triggering to hear. I felt like, you don't know me. You know, I, I can't. And I, because of this and because of that, blah, blah, blah. Here's the thing. You can argue for your limitations or you can look for a solution. Um, and the first thing is, is, is getting over that hurdle. And even, even if you feel like that feels true for you right now. So if it feels like very, very true that, but I just don't have time. I can't because X, Y, and Z. If that feels very, very true to you, and I, first of all, number one, notice that that feels true. Second of all, note it like I, I think the first step to overcoming it is to acknowledge that there could be an alternative there or being open to exploring a way for something else to be true. Just even being open to it. So rather than vehemently defending that position, what if you're like, okay, that feels like my truest of truths right now. However, maybe this bitch isn't so crazy and she's onto something. (laughs) Um, However, I'm willing to choose to be open to the suggestion that there might be a way for me to take some time for myself. Just even opening up in that way to the suggestion that maybe it might be possible is a win, my love. But you have to start there because otherwise everything else that I'm about to say will just be lost in you if you're like, nope, I just don't have time. You'll be closed to potential ideas and solutions. So um, so that would be the first hurdle for sure. But then secondly, understanding where that feeling comes from and why we find it so hard to take downtime is going to be very instrumental in you actually understanding how to carve this time out for yourself. So let's talk about this. So the reason why I'm going to tackle these just quickly separately. So the reason why doing nothing, and so by nothing, I mean nothing productive, nothing that's life admin, family related, business related, etc. The reason why that feels hard is because the programming that we've received by our society and culture is that our value as a human being comes from our productivity, what we produce. When you meet someone, you ask them, like, what do you do? Um, and our roles in terms of uh, careers and jobs often define us, don't they? Um, and so 
And that's one reason why it can feel really hard because we have muddled up our own value in the value of the work we're doing. And we think that we're only worthy and deserving if we're busy and producing and achieving and helping others at all times. And we can feel uncomfortable if we're not doing something of use or to validate ourselves or to prove our worthiness. So that is one place that that um, difficulty comes from. Um, Another is that in doing nothing, in creating space, or especially in taking time just for yourself, guess what? You're going to have to be okay with your own company. And guess what? That's going to mean facing the thoughts swirling around in your mind. And that, if you're not doing the mindset work to be sort of having some time for self-reflection regularly already, that can be quite confronting. And so we can just avoid it. I have a friend who um, for years really, really avoided yoga because she just did not want that time in her head, basically, or alone with her thoughts. And so she was just always, always busy trying to avoid it. Um, It didn't work out well. She ended up, you know, with, well, I won't go into her story, but it didn't end up well. And but now she does yoga. (laughs) She feels a lot better. Um, the thing is, is they're going to stay there. They're going to be swirling and gaining momentum if you know if you don't look at them. So better to look at them. But I understand that that can feel tricky. And so the point of talking about all this is to understand what are your reasons why this feels hard. So maybe that's resonating with you. The other thing is that more often than not, we've inherited a feeling of not being worthy somehow, not being enough somehow, or not being deserving somehow. It is the thing under the thing, to use my coach's phrase, that underpins so many of our fears and limiting beliefs and doubts about what we can do or what is possible for us or what we can have. And time off is one of them in just the same way. And so this is something that I work on with all of my clients, worthiness, deservingness, and enoughness, and feeling more sure of that regardless of what you've done or achieved, um, you know, and not feeling like you need to earn your time off. Um, or earn anything else, so to speak, that you just are worthy, you just are deserving and are enough. So I, I weave that into all of my work. I weave it into here on the podcast, into Limitless Money and into my Elevated Abundance Mastermind. And for a very good reason, because it is such a common underlying theme for so many of us, particularly women, um, that gets reinforced, unfortunately, all the time by our media telling us, oh, well, if only you were this way, then you might be worthy. Or if only you were this, or then you'd be enough. Um, so that definitely comes into play here. Here because we can feel like, you know, in order to take time off, we have to be open to receive and we have to give ourselves that gift. And sometimes we have to make that time. Sometimes we have to, you know, enforce a boundary or to vocalize a desire or or want to somebody else or a need to somebody else. And all of those things can feel really, really stretchy if we are not feeling sure of our deservingness and our enoughness. Um, and we have to be able to receive that time off and that can feel triggering. So that's another reason. And then, of course, throw into that mix the motherhood ideals that we know, the super mom myth that exists out there of, of doing it all, being all things to all people, having our attention always available to those that we love. And then it can make us feel like, oh, we're not doing a good job of being a mother if we're sitting on our backsides looking at the sky, (laughs) 
think, you know. Um, so, yeah, so that's where a lot of that can come from, specifically around doing nothing. And then on taking time away from your business, a lot of there's I'd say most of the above can apply, but there can be some additional stories lurking in there, making that feel hard. So stories about what will happen if you take that time off. My clients will get pissed off. They won't understand. They'll run away, not pay me. Sales will dry up. The pipeline will dry up. My Instagram followers will, will leave. Um, I won't get any results because we've been conditioned to believe that results come from efforting and hustling and actioning our way to them at all times. And we don't believe that we can have results unless we are putting in the hours, grafting, working hard. And so it can feel really triggering to take time off them. So now that we know where it comes from, though, what can we do about it? How can you feel good about doing nothing and taking time off as I have learned to do? And I, and I say that because I feel like a certain amount of, not pride, because it's kind of maybe a bit too um, ego-based of an emotion, but okay, maybe pride <laughs> in, in the fact that I used to really suck at this and that now I feel like I excel at it. Um, and I kind of push the boundaries at it a little bit sometimes as well, just to kind of prove what's possible while we're taking downtime. You've probably heard me share stories on the show before of more often than not, when I take downtime, I have my biggest sales months ever. So um, there was, a, I'm trying to remember now, there was a period in the school holidays in the summer this year, within four weeks, I made, was it 50 or 60,000 pounds in sales whilst working two days a week? Um, you know, I've had so many of my biggest cash months in August when I've um, taken almost all, if not 100% all of the time off. I often have my second biggest cash months of the year in December when I take two weeks off. So I very much, I've, I've done the work, the inner work of disconnecting hard work from making money. And that's what I teach inside. And one of the things I teach inside of Limitless Money, of course, and, and to my clients. But the point being that we've had this really thrust upon us, this this paradigm that the only way that we make money or get results is by sacrificing something, is by giving over swathes of our time, is by efforting and hustling and grinding. And it just is not true. And I say that living over here now in a new paradigm. I very much was living in that paradigm. It felt like reality and the only way to live and to be and exist. And now let me tell you, I'm on the other side. I'm operating under the new paradigm where I create my results with my energy, my love. Um, and you can do the same. But knowing that, that we've inherited that very strong conditioning is um, really instrumental in knowing kind of like where we need to change. So first thing to do would be to think about all of the things that I was just describing in terms of where these thoughts come from and why it can feel really hard and see if any of that resonated with you. And if you can see actually, oh, maybe there is something beyond just that I'm very busy. Maybe there is something that's actually just making it feel hard to even entertain the notion of taking time off or to even be proactive at looking at how I could take that time off. So that reflection is going to be uh, really instrumental to starting to kickstarting some change. So how can you though? How can you feel good about taking that time off? Well, we have to start with mindset as always. So I'm going to share with you the mindset and then some practical um, tips as well. So with the mindset piece, I would, I mean, I recommend this for pretty much anything because it is the root of so many things. Um, 
work on your own sense of worthiness, work on finding it from within, work on reinforcing your sense of deserving and undoing any old programming um, that says anything against that you are worthy just because you are and you do deserve just because you exist because you do my love. You're beautiful and you're a human being and you deserve your desires and you deserve to be well looked after and tended to and that includes your energy which comes from you know taking down time. So you deserve it in the same way that you wouldn't expect one of your loved ones to never take time for themselves or never have downtime or never take a proper holiday. If you're not placing that expectation on someone that you love, why would you be placing it on yourself? So one way of practicing self-love and showing yourself that you are in fact loving for yourself, loving yourself is by carving out some downtime for yourself. So first though, work on the mindset of feeling worthy of having that time off. You don't have to justify it. That's not how we work on worthiness. We work on worthiness of just, I'm worthy just because. I am worthy, I'm worthy, I'm worthy, I'm deserving, I am enough. Um, So I would definitely recommend working on that as the root. And then the other next piece of mindset work that you can do is to separate the your value as a human from your productivity. You're not more or less valuable, my love, because you've had a productive day. If you had a lazy day, you are just as worthy, just as valuable, just as lovable as if you had checked 10 things off your list, you know? Um, And so starting to notice if those two things feel intertwined and starting to separate them is the next port of call in the mindset work. Um, And then also just separating results from effort. Notice, starting to notice where maybe there are aspects of your life where you've received something, achieved something without a real sacrifice, without hustle and grind and really long hours and really feeling like you had to give over a piece of yourself. Start to notice those things. Start to play with your energy. If you need to learn how to leverage your energy to create results um, and how to leverage your mindset to create money, then of course you've got limitless money as an option for you. Um, But unpacking those two things and disconnecting them is huge and it makes taking time off and enjoying that time off so so much easier so separating effort from results and seeing time off as a declaration of self-love as I was just talking to because it really really is and it's a really great way of working on that feeling of love from within which is the kind of like the ultimate really because validation from outside love from outside it's love it's lovely (laughs) Um, but it's never the ultimately fulfilling because it can only ultimately be fulfilling if it comes from inside and then we've got more to give outside ourselves so that's the beauty of this work so if you're like how well uh, it's more than i can explain in a podcast episode so that's why i would encourage you to get <laughs> limitless money um but you could start with affirming so affirming some things that are that you want to be believing to be true that i've been speaking about today but do not feel true yet start by affirming them to yourself so saying them out loud or journaling them or including them in a guided meditation that kind of thing works really well the other um mindset piece is to and it kind of marries with a practical piece so kind of like a, a double 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 bubble here so the first step to taking time off and either or and or doing nothing and feeling good about it is to start small if it's something that you're not feeling acclimated to start small otherwise it can be triggering af <laughs> and then you'll run away um so when i was starting to put more me time in my diary because i noticed that i was getting ill because i was only it was my only way of fully switching off um i started small i started with like an afternoon a month now i have a day a week (laughs) more on that in another episode but i started small and 
I had to, so it, that's the practical piece. Get it in the calendar, block it out. Don't let anybody book anything else in there. If somebody says, oh, are you busy then? The answer is yes. <laughs> You're not available to take your neighbor's friend's cat to the vet that day. You're not available to do that thing, that volunteering at the school that you've already given it over too many hours of your time and you're done with it already. You're not available. You get the idea. You're not available to answer that final email. You're just not available because that's your time for you. And ring fencing that is really, really important. We'll come on to that a little bit more in one sec. But get it in the diary. If it's not in the diary, it's not in your life, as the saying goes. And then here's the thing. When that time rolls around, this is when you're going to have to practice the mindset work of number one, honoring your commitment to yourself, seeing that you are valuable, you are important, and therefore your energy is valuable and important. And therefore this time off matters and not just going, oh, well, I'll do that next week. Or, oh, well, I'm busy. and We can think of a myriad of it. very, very valid feeling excuses, but ultimately it will never happen unless you start. So get it in your diary. And then the very first time that first slot in the diary comes around, be prepared for your brain to kick off a little bit. Maybe it won't, in which case, great bonus. Um, but if it does, that's okay. Separate from those thoughts. Go, look at what my brain is doing. Wow, my brain is really uncomfortable with me taking time off. But I'm honoring this commitment to myself because I matter. I'm honoring this commitment to myself because I'm worthy. I'm honoring this commitment to myself because I'm important. I'm honoring this commitment to myself as an act of self-love. Now, you don't have to say that exactly, but you could. And in that moment, not only are you sticking to your commitments, which builds trust with yourself, winning at life, um, but also you are self-signaling and reinforcing that worthiness that I talked about doing. So big deal, big hats off to you um, for doing that in advance, by the way. So honor the commitment. Then during the period of time that you've set aside for just spaciousness, for just you time, for just something that's for shits and giggles, any time your brain says, oh, but I would feel better if I just answered this email, or but I should just, you know, take the washing out of the washing machine, or I just should uh, tiny my kid's bedroom because actually they're not here, and I've really been wanting to tackle that for a long time, and I feel, well, I will feel better, so maybe that kind of is for me, and blah, blah, blah. But when you notice that happening, first of all, if you succumb to it and you find yourself in a blur of activity, like, I don't know how I got here, don't make yourself wrong, don't beat yourself up, but course correct. Or if you can manage to catch that thought before it turns into action, notice the thought, notice the discomfort. And yes, at first, and yes, it does seem silly on paper, but hey, at first, taking time off and relaxing, recuperating, doing things just for you can feel really uncomfortable. Weird, isn't it? But this is the state that we're in. Um, notice the discomfort. Sit with the discomfort. Do nothing about the discomfort. If you can do that, my love, you're just winning at life because you've just like unlocked the key to so much gold in your life. If we can sit with discomfort, there is isn't very little we can't do. Um, and the discomfort will actually be fleeting, but oh, it will be there. It will feel like itchy and uncomfortable and you'll feel antsy and, and whatever. And like, I don't feel like I need to be doing something. That's your old conditioning, trying to get you to go back, retreat back to busy mode, retreat back to overwhelm. Don't do it. See if you can sit with the discomfort. Now, if you succumb, like I said, then fine, hop back on the horse and get like, you know, get back on the doing nothing train as soon as you're able to um, and don't make it wrong. But And also reflect on why that felt hard. But if you want to do this and you want to feel good about it, it's going to start with the first time you do it, it's going to feel uncomfortable, more likely than not. That's okay. That's part of it. Don't make that wrong. Um, 
And so that's how we can be, that's the kind of practical and mindset combined, starting small and acclimatizing to taking time off and being okay if that doesn't feel natural or comfortable at first. doesn't mean you're doing something wrong. It means you're doing it right. And then the final backup piece here, the more practical piece is boundaries. You know, I've got boundaries for days at this point. And that's why I live live such a contented, balanced and, you know, freedom-filled life because I have boundaries for days. Now, I deliver like a mofo and love to knock my clients socks off and wow them and support them in a massive way. And I have boundaries. I love on my family and love to support them and lavish them with attention and, you know, acts of love, etc. whatever. And I still take time for myself. We don't have to choose a space for both in life. Um, but that space is only created when we put a boundary around it. <laughs> so, communicate in advance is one of the biggest tips. So if you are going to be taking some time off, if you need to, if there is somebody who you feel like might push back on that boundary, communicate in advance. I am taking this time. This time is for me. Now, do not justify. You don't need to. You can, you're allowed it because you're a grown up and it's your life and you deserve it. Do not justify. Do not apologize for taking that time off. Now, this goes for whether or not you need to take and tell a family member that, nope, this is my time, um, or whether or not you need to send out a communication to clients saying, hey, guess what? I'm going to be unavailable for two weeks. Yay. Um, uh, being unapologetic about it is so key because if we go in sort of, oh, I'm so sorry, and I, I, it's a terrible inconvenience, and I know, and I'm, I'll make it up extra, and I come back, and uh, then the energy of it is all off, and people sense that, and then they want to kind of like poke at that boundary, or they will actually more likely feel disgruntled about the fact that you are taking that time off than if you're like, hey, guess what? I'm taking this downtime, and be back on this day. Um, here's how I can support you before and after. Yay, see you on the other side. Then they're like, cool, you rock on. <laughs> You know, if somebody's going to feel annoyed at you taking downtime, mm, what does that say about them? <laughs> so, yes. So the, the final piece of this is in terms of how to do it and how to feel good about it. Well, the feeling good part has to come with the mindset work that we talked about, um, but how to actually do it set that boundary, decide what the boundary is. Like I said, get it in the calendar, communicate it in advance, move things around, be okay with things either not getting done or waiting, be okay with people waiting until you're back. But we can only do that by practicing. And this is the thing. The first time you take time off, okay, maybe you won't feel amazingly great about it, but you'll feel quite good that you did it and you'll feel like you've made progress and you'll have built some trust with yourself and you'll have reinforced your sense of worthiness and you'll have set up that expectation with other people that you do have a boundary and that you will maintain it and you will uphold it and everything will be fine. <laughs> um, and the next time it starts to feel better and the next time after that it starts to feel better. And then very soon before you know it, you'll be in the glorious position that I have found myself in by showing up for this, by sitting through the discomfort, by doing the stretchy thing of upholding the boundaries um, and doing the mindset work. And now I sit here and I can tell you that I love my downtime as much as I love my time in my business and my time in my family. There is room for all three in my life and it feels great. And I don't have clients pissed off and leaving and I don't have sales drying up and it doesn't impact my income and my family don't think I'm rubbish and all of those things that I could have, you know, told myself a story about um, just are not my reality because I did the mindset work to back all of this up and the energetic work. So, Whew, we covered a lot of bases there. I wanted to make this really value-packed for you because I think it's a really important topic. I think it is something that as mothers and business owners in particular, we need this nuanced and very specific and targeted help with. And so I cannot wait, my love, 
cannot wait to hear your story of taking some time off for you. Send me an email, please, I implore you. Even if you, you want to send it as a way of accountability, happy to do that for you as well. Say, okay, I'm taking next Wednesday off. Hold me accountable, Corey. I will do that. <laughs> send me an email, support at coreyjavid.com. Either celebrate your time off and feeling good win, or let me know in advance that you've planned it in. I will do that for you because, you know, I'm your business bestie. Let me high five you. Let me cheer you on. Um, if this episode was a delight for you, then I would be delighted if you would share it. Take a screenshot, tag me um, at Corey Javid and share it to your Instagram stories. That would be amazing. And wow, next time we speak, it's going to be December. Oh my goodness. Hasn't this year flown? <laughs> but go now, my love, and think about carving out some time for yourself, some time to do nothing and feel good about it. You can do this. You know why? Because you are limitless. Bye for now. Have you been enjoying today's show, my love? Then help your business bestie out. Head over to iTunes now and leave a review. The team and I pour our best energy into bringing you this show each week. And so it would make us so happy to see your review. Plus, we're known to surprise and delight our reviewers. So if you take a screenshot of your review before you hit submit and send it to team at I can guarantee a little treat will be winging its way to you.